0: Are you ready? It's the time!
1: you slapping yourself in the face to psych yourself up for this Very low-key
0: episode, Ben. Um, Now I'm um, slapping myself in the face because it's the week of Christmas and I'm running on fumes.
1: Oh yeah, that thing. Welcome everybody, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, to Man Buns and Jesus, episode 30-something of season 2. We are so happy that you've joined us today. Um, Wait,
0: is this episode 1 of season 3? Because it's after Christmas. No. We haven't drawn the because earth i haven't time. talked
1: to you about this yet but i want to actually like schedule out season three so oh, we, okay. uh, yeah yeah ignore what uh, i said <clears throat> sorry everyone for that uh peek behind the curtain that we accidentally just gave you um anyway <laughs> i'm one of your hosts josh laborious i'm a pastor out in eastvale california and it's down in in the south of the state which is still not helpful at all because that's a huge the south of California is just a huge plot of land. But anyway, and then Benjamin, the other gentleman on this pot well, gentleman's a strong word, but uh, he's a pastor, I guess. So we'll give him that out in Lake Orion, Michigan, to the people of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. And he's waving, even though most of you just listen to this podcast. So whatever. What are we talking about today, Benjamin?
0: You know what? Oh, the the unnecessary waves. waves. Three people that watch this. The, they'll see the joy. Anyway, um, this week is the week of Christmas. Another little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this uh, Thursday, the twenty second, so two days before Christmas Eve. Uh, it is full stress mode. Uh, is your sermon written yet? Which one? Both. Uh... That's a no! <laughs> of, none of my sermons are finished. That's, uh... That's a little, another little peek behind the curtain here. But, um... We have... Yeah. Christmas
1: Eve is ready to go. There you Christmas go. Christmas Day will be ready within 12 hours.
0: Um, it's the week of Christmas, and Krista is uh out of town this week with my wife uh she's traveling to see family in Iowa uh I have a lot of members that are out and about I'm sure you have a number of members that are out and about this uh this time of year um and so with everybody traveling we felt like just having a rant today to de-stress and so we're just going to complain about the different ways that you can travel um, because none of them are a great option. All of them are stressful in their own way, shape, or form. And then to bring this back around at the end and make us actually talk about something related to church, we're going to challenge ourselves to turn this into a sermon at the end. Um, so if you want to stick around and see how we, how we do, uh, we'd love, love for you to do that. <laughs> but uh, Josh, what's your least favorite form of travel? let's like stick to the big ones. So, uh, uh, vehicle, train, plane, bus. Um,
1: oh, wait, I I was about to think about it for a second, but I just realized under no circumstances do I have to think about it at all. It's a bus. Um, (laughs) and here's why. So, uh, uh, probably a month before our wedding, before we got married. I was, I was home in Georgia at my parents' house. We were getting married down there, um, but Chris was still up in St. Louis. So that's where we both were. And her dad passed away. Obviously I have to get to St. Louis for the funeral, which like, for anyone who's not familiar, like the turnaround on funerals is pretty quick, right? When someone when someone dies, the funeral is typically almost within a week. Uh, if they're getting cremated, sometimes people like you can hold until you get family together, but like, especially if you're dealing with a body, right? Like the goal is to get it in the ground pretty quick. So I have, you know, just a couple of days notice to get to St. Louis. And I don't even know if it was a couple of days. I think I might've had to be there like within a day or two. And I thought to myself, like, I wasn't going to make that drive safely with the time, with the time span that I was looking at. Although now looking back, I'm like, I could have made the drive. I could have just driven up there. Um, And a plane I don't know if any of you have ever tried to get a plane last minute, but those tickets are stupid expensive, especially for a seminary student with very little disposable income. So. I get a Greyhound ticket. My dad drives me up to the Greyhound station in Atlanta, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, the Greyhound Station in Atlanta, Georgia, is in a part of the town where, like, maybe you avoid coming to full stops at stop signs and you make sure your doors are locked at all times, right? Like, it's not a great area of town. So I get dropped off at this Greyhound Station. I I wait in line for my bus, and then I continue to wait in line, and I continue to wait in line for, like, two, three, four hours after my bus was supposed to leave. So i get on the bus it's i mean it's a bus like it's i mean it's more comfortable than a school bus but it's like it's a bus so like don't i'm not i wasn't expecting five-star accommodations i get on the bus right get to nashville which was a layout like i don't know what they call it for buses i was supposed to transfer to another bus to get the rest of the way to st louis i get to nashville at like two in the morning I go up to the counter and they're like, oh, yeah, that other bus left like three hours ago. So, oh, and by the way, I don't know if any of you have ever been to Nashville. It is a really safe city. There are not a lot of bad areas of Nashville. There's like a couple city blocks that maybe you should avoid. The Greyhound Station was in those couple city blocks. So I've I've determined that whoever plans locations for greyhound stations is like where's the worst part of town let's put it there that's that's our that's you know that's what we're gonna go with um so i'm sitting there they don't have a bus like there is no alternative they cannot get me to st louis in time for this funeral um so i call my buddy shout out to john john martz who picked up his phone at 2am Came down to the Greyhound station to pick me up at 2 a.m. and let me sleep on his couch. And then drove me to the airport at 5 a.m. so I could get a rental car and drive the rest of the way to St. Louis. That's why I hate buses. That's fair. Without a doubt, the worst travel experience of my life. And that includes family trips in the van where everybody's throwing up. Because those didn't result in me being stranded at a bus station in the one bad part of Nashville at 2 in the morning.
0: So, what about you, Ben? <laughs> um, I think I'd probably have to agree. Buses are my least favorite. Uh, I used to take Megabus a lot when I was in college. Because it's cheap. <laughs> the tickets start at like 5 bucks.
1: That is the advantage to buses.
0: Yes, uh, I could get. I figured out a way that I could get home and back on a Megabus for like five to ten bucks a trip, because the earlier you book, the cheaper the tickets were from Megabus. Um, uh, and if you bought the tickets on two different credit cards, you could. They couldn't figure out that you were round-tripping it, and so they wouldn't upcharge you for the second one. Uh, yeah. He had a system. Yeah, I did. Um, but, and it like, it worked out reasonably well. Um, I had to get to Chicago for Valpo, which is a bit of a headache, but not too bad. And then I'd have to get picked up in Minneapolis. Um, I had similar issues with some delays on a couple of those buses. Uh, There was one with like somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen like rambunctiously drunk people in the back.
1: Party bus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. There was one where the uh, uh, somebody had thrown up and it just smelled like, like throw vomit yeah um but all of those bus experiences don't compare to uh my journey to the 2010 lcms national youth gathering uh my church was joining a handful of other churches from minnesota uh, and we would uh, jumped in with them on renting three buses the, the trip from Minneapolis to New Orleans, Louisiana on a bus takes about 22 hours of driving. Um, we got an hour and a half in New Orleans, maybe a little more, and blew a tire. And when we blew that tire, As much as our bus driver had continued to say, don't use the bathroom in the bus unless you absolutely need to, because it fills up quicker than you expect. um, Teenagers don't tend to listen. So that toilet was very full. And when we blew a tire, it caused the balance of the bus to shift. And the toilet backed up into the bus. <laughs> so not only are we so- stranded on the side of the road in New Orleans, Louisiana, uh in the middle of July, or in I think we were technically still in Mississippi at that point. But in the middle of July, uh we were stranded on the side of the it road. It gets in steamy quick. quick. Uh <laughs> with a bus that reeked of human waste. Uh, so very illegally, uh, one of the other two buses in our convoy, actually the other two buses combined in our convoy picked up the 50 of us or so that were in this one bus that had had problems. It took us all to McDonald's. So there were like 200 people in the McDonald's for, uh, couple hours while they're fixing this I'm tire. I'm sure those bars.
1: McDonald's people loved that.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> um, they did get the tire fixed. They cleaned up most of the Oop. human waste. Uh, and uh, we got back on the road. The last hour and a half of that trip smelled terrible. Uh, oh, also worth noting that where we broke down on the road it was a two-lane road because it was not an interstate for whatever reason it was a two-lane road and one of them was or no it was a four-lane road that was limited to two lanes because of road construction there was also no shoulder so when we broke down it went from four lanes to one and we single-handedly created a like three-hour traffic jam that got complained about at the opening ceremony of the youth gathering. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> oh, man. You suck for that. I, I yeah. think I remember that joke. I, I remember it getting made and I was like, I remember thinking something along the lines of like, who messed up that bad? It,
0: the tire just blew on the bus. It was no one's fault. It just happened, but it was still funny. Um, anyway.
1: Well, so on this note of Hang like buses are the worst.
0: I'm still going.
1: Oh, geez. So you don't learn. You didn't like have all these experiences and learn. Maybe the bus oh, this isn't is, this the This is move. just the
0: trip to the youth gathering still. Um, so we get into town. Get unloaded from the bus. All of our stuff smells a little bit like crap um, from the bus. It was marinating in it. Yes, exactly. Um, We get up to our rooms. Our youth uh, director basically like mandates that everybody shower before we uh, go anywhere. That's
1: a good Um, good call.
0: And we don't really think about the bus for the rest of the week until... uh, We had a tour plan at the end of the week where we were going to use our bus to drive around New Orleans, see some of the sites, get exposed to some of the realities of post-Katrina New Orleans and that kind of thing. Um, The bus company had had the bus professionally cleaned four times. It still smelled like sewage. So for the entirety of that tour and the ensuing 22-hour drive home, we sat in a bus that smelled of sewage. It wasn't nearly as bad as it had been when uh, it happened at first.
1: Yeah, but anything above a zero level of sewage smell is unfortunate.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, if you want to know what it smelled like, uh, go to a medical... Go to a metropolitan area, so the next time that you're in a a densely populated area for a sports game, especially on a a cold day where the steam is coming out of the the sewer, uh, and just walk past a sanitary sewer uh, utility cover and get a whiff of that. That's what the bus smelled like for those 24 hours at the end of the week. You
1: just told our entire audience to go sniff crap. That's what you just did, Benjamin. I told them
0: that if they're curious, they can go do that. But anyway, so that's my bus horror story. Um, Yeah, so I agree. I'm not a huge fan of buses. Uh, That being said, I know that they're cheap, and they're oftentimes pretty accessible. So, like, if you take them, good for you. (laughs) Not my favorite.
1: But, But, like, look at this. So, cars, right? Cars, the advantage is that they are cheap, right? Oh, you fill, you well, I mean, less than they were, but you fill your gas tank, you get where you're going,
0: right? They're probably third on this list in terms of cheap well, Hold on. So yeah.
1: cars, cheap, like flexible, whatever. The downside of cars, in my mind, like the biggest downside of tra- traveling by car is it can take so long. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I go to visit my brother in Tucson, I'm in the car for six, seven, eight hours, depending on traffic. And that's um, the
0: closest family member you have.
1: Right. If if I want to go visit family in Georgia via car, it's gonna take Thirty <laughs> it hours. Take like a at least a three day drive, probably. Um anyway, so the the advantage is the cost, the disadvantage is the time. And then on the other end, there's flights. The advantage is the time, right? You save a ton of time. The disadvantage is the cost. Buses are like, hey, I I see you both have two downsides. Let me take both of those for you. So you, you get the, the time suck that traveling by car is, and you get the, um, oh shoot, what, would I, what was I going for?
0: It's not that expensive, so you can't complain about the expense. You can, you can complain about the time suck of the- The inconvenient-
1: I had a thing for this. I don't know. Never mind. Forget everything I just said, everybody. It's-
0: See, the one- I'll give you this. There's a flexibility to driving in your own car. Like, you can kind of come and go as you want, and you don't have that in a bus. Same thing with a plane. You don't necessarily have that. See, like- you, you have to kind of go on everyone else's schedule. Buses also have that where you have to come and go on other people's schedule, but it is still cheaper.
1: Um, but moving on from buses, I I have to say, I've never been on a train. Uh, I've never taken a train. I've thought about, and, and like, I'm of this mind where it sounds like it could be kind of nice like we we did we've thought about at different points taking a train back to georgia the issue being it it takes a long time right They're they're not necessarily quick but i'm thinking like it could be uh it could be like a nice experience but then the flip side is like it also seems like the thing the kind of thing where you think oh this will be fun and then it's not fun at all so I'm gonna hold judgment on trains because I have no experience to speak of whatsoever. I guess the close I've been on New York subways, which are nice they're real they're like in new york super convenient uh my experience was that they were mostly on time um about as clean as you can expect from anything with that many people going through it any given day so
0: um I think. So I I can speak to this a little bit. I've used trains a little bit coming and going from college. Um, I had to take a, it was kind of a commuter rail, but it was long enough that it wasn't really a commuter rail to get from Chicago to Valpo. Um, and Krista takes the train pretty frequently to get from uh, here in Michigan home. Um, and I've been around enough other people who've used the train, it seems like here in the United States, if you want a more comfortable version of bus travel, trains tend to be kind of a happy medium between a flight and a bus. They're a little more expensive than a bus. They're going to take longer than a flight. but Generally, they'll get you where you need to go unless, because they're far more restricted on where they can go, the tracks are closed. My uncle was taking Amtrak from uh, California to Michigan last year to come up for Christmas. It's going to be like a three-day trip, but it's through the Rockies and then across the Plains, so you get plenty of nice scenery along the way. Um, And in winter, so you get all the snow, too. Uh, But somewhere, I think in Colorado, there was a landslide, and it closed the tracks. So they had to turn around, and he had to go back. Uh, And uh, he didn't end up making it for Christmas. So... I think my understanding, at least within the States, is it's okay, it's not great. It's because of the fact that we don't have very much track, it's kind of limited in terms of its route possibilities, and that makes it not great. Um, but if you're in Europe, it's probably a great option there. I learned that from Jason Bourne. So hmm. um, I learned that from Top Gear. <laughs>
1: Kind of on the, on the flip side of things, if if we're talking, like, I think our, our predication here is like long, this is mostly long distance travel, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't, how do you get to the grocery store? Yeah. Because I think for most of us, the answer to that is a car, like a bus. Unless is, you can walk
0: across the street. Yeah.
1: Right. And even then, like, if if you're getting a bunch of groceries, you might take your car anyway, so you don't have to, you know.
0: It's what duffel bags are for.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it doesn't look suspicious when you carry empty duffel bags into business establishments, Benjamin. Hey,
0: that's what I did over at Vicarage. I lived across the street from the the local grocery store, so I'd bring a a duffel bag and a couple of reusable shopping bags. I'd load them up when I got done, and then uh, walk walk home across the street. And uh, yeah. I guess I'm picturing
1: the street... Like, we live off Main Street, so it's like businesses are pretty far away from the road, and like, no, be that, a, was it would be case. A that was
0: the case there, too. It was anyway, the, uh, fairly major <laughs> <a> intersection long... <laughs> that I had to cross to get there, and uh, traffic was I think it was speed limit was like 40, um, uh, and it was a Walmart, so it wasn't like it was super. Oh, then well you could have just for... taken
1: a uh, shopping cart sorry borrowed a shopping cart i got a story I, you know what since it's transportation i'm gonna tell this story even though i seriously consider getting
0: one of those like fold-up the wagons at the seminaries at the seminary but like oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah i know what you're talking about no one else does but i know what you're talking about
0: um they're like shopping carts but you can fold them up so that they start when you get home that way you can take yeah. out like buses and stuff
1: so i had a buddy who shall remain nameless because I—I I mean, this is a minor crime, but it is a crime. Uh, so it's not shot. Oh no, heavens no. So he was at a Chick Fil A, and the battery in his van died. So he walked to the to a Walmart, which was like it wasn't too far away because it was like all part of a shopping center. It was just on the other side of the shopping center um to get a to replace his battery so he got this battery at Walmart and he starts to head back toward his car but what he like the battery he had did not come with a handle <laughs> and those th- those suckers are heavy uh so they took a shopping cart to like to walk the battery back to the car but by the time they actually got back to the car and installed the battery whatever apparently it was pretty late at night so he was like, "I don't feel like taking morning to go to work." We frequently, I, for our apartment, because we lived on campus, we frequently just left our apartment door unlocked because we we had friends coming over all the time, so we just left it unlocked. So I wake up to go to work at like seven in the morning on Saturday, and I walk out into our living room, and uh, there's a shopping cart <laughs> in the living room, and I just I'm i'm really confused i'm like why what where what i gotta go to work this isn't my problem (laughs) um so it was the shopping cart in our living room because of transportation issues to circle back to the topic of the podcast but what was better is it really like really bothered one of my roommates that we had the shopping cart in our apartment which meant it stayed there And like, we decorated that sucker for Christmas. <laughs> and for a long time, we just had it on our balcony. Like it was just chilling, just chilling there. We actually looked into making it into a smoker, um, but we did a little research and they they tend to coat the metal of shopping carts with some stuff that's like, you really don't wanna light on fire and inhale. So we didn't do that. Um, I think the shopping cart did eventually get returned to Walmart because the roommate who hated it was the last one to move out, so he and his parents took it back to Walmart when they were done. I was an advocate for. I said we should have taken we should have taken it apart cuz he was mo- like the roommate who hated it was moving into another apartment with some of the same people that we hung out with. I said, I was leaving, but I said, "Uh, you guys should definitely take apart the shopping cart and hide pieces of it all over your new apartment. So that, like, he just opens a random cabinet and boom, piece of a shopping cart. <laughs> He's taking a shower and he moves the curtain and then boom, clatter, 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 another piece of a shopping cart. <laughs> they didn't you're do ex- that. You're a in man, Josh.
0: You know what? That
1: man. would have been great, and you know it would have been great. So
0: I can't but I can't. <laughs> there were. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's your response.
1: So when we're talking about long distance transportation, now that I've finished all my tangents, I do I do genuinely believe uh flights are the way to go. Um like Especially when you're talking about the distances that, like, I have to travel. Like, if I'm visiting home, I'm going from Southern California to Middle Georgia. I mean, that's, like, about as far as I can go and still stay in the contiguous United States. I mean, technically, I guess it would be further if I went up to, like, the Northeast, because that would be the hypotenuse yeah. of the triangle. I but,
0: can't um, remember which is which is further, SoCal the Maine or southern florida to i think it's southern florida to like seattle area i believe that would anyway um you're pretty close though
1: well and like when we were moving out here we kept track of receipts right because when you move to a new church they they pay most of the moving expenses so i know exactly how much when all is said and done it costs to drive that kind of distance which includes gas you're putting like a couple thousand miles on your car um like enough miles that you probably if you just got an oil change before you left you probably need a new one when you arrive um
0: i can't remember did you guys end up renting a van or you got you found a moving company right
1: we took a we yeah we we loaded up with uh abs i think is their thing anyway um so you've got to take into account food and gas and hotels because you can't make that drive. up. Well, you, you could, you shouldn't, but you could, um, it, it's, it's cheaper to fly, right? Like it's stupid expensive to actually pay and, and get all the way out there. Um, and flights are so fast. And so you just, you just kind of sit there, you take a nap and you wake up and boom, you're at your destination, and like my wife and I, we have TSA pre-check, which is phenomenal like if you if you know, if you fly with any sort of regularity, TSA pre-check is the move. It's like seventy dollars for five years, and you pretty much just skip security. You have to walk through a metal detector. That's it. You don't have to take your shoes off, don't have to take your belt off, don't have to open your bag. I mean, they still scan your bag, but like it's it's just so, so much faster. So we walk in, you fly, it's great. I'm team, I'm team flights all the way.
0: Most of my family is located in the Midwest, and I've lived basically my whole life in the Midwest. So I can't. The only part that's questionable is St. Louis, and that's just because it depends on who you ask. Um, but for me, like the road trip has been a staple of my my childhood and my life to this point uh, and i oh, thoroughly yeah, appreciate same. i thoroughly appreciate having the, the convenience of like when you get somewhere you have your own car there right, you yeah. don't have to worry about a rental that kind of well, thing and
1: when you have a family as well like yeah well if you're paying for two airline tickets it's cheaper than driving if you're paying for like my family growing up if you're paying for seven airline tickets it's not cheaper <laughs> you could fill up with premium gas the entire way across the country it would still not be cheaper um yeah my question for you ben is where is the line like how many hours does a trip in a car have to be where you say like now we're flying Mm-hmm. Like, like I just said, I'll drive to Tucson. I'll drive to Tucson. Tucson is seven hours. I'm not driving to Georgia. The line for me is probably if it's longer than nine or ten hours, I would rather fly than drive.
0: For me, it it'll it'll vary a little bit, and I kind of, I actually created a kind of goofy rule of thumb for this. Um, for every three hours of driving I do, I want to spend at least one day there. That's one way. So if i if it's 3 hours if it's a 3 hour trip from where i start to to my destination i want to spend at least one full day there. If it's 6 at least 2, 9 at least 3, 12 at least 4. Um and then like if it gets much longer than like 15 hours that's the longest road trip i've ever done. Um uh, at that point I would start considering flying. I take that back. That's not the longest road trip I've ever done. I think it was about 18. To get from my parents in Minnesota out to um, Pittsburgh. 22
1: hours to the 2010 National Youth Gathering.
0: Okay. In a car. Not on a bus. We're we're not talking like driving through the gates of hell here, Josh. We're talking like an actual enjoyable road trip. Um,
1: (laughs) An actual enjoyable road trip.
0: Yeah, I think the longest there was eight hours, and that one did not fulfill the brief because we were we were driving out for my cousin's confirmation. But uh, like generally, I think that's about it. And then anything longer than like fifteen twenty hours, unless I'm gonna unless I'm going to spend considerable time there, I'd probably look at flying. Um, like my wife yeah. and I had to. Florida in February, and we're going to fly because we're just spending a few days there. So
1: yeah,
0: not worth. You got
1: to you got to keep in mind uh, on the other end, right? Like if it's a really short flight, you got to compare because you Mm -hmm. have the time of the flight, right? But you also you have to show up to the airport what two hours before your flight. I mean, if you have TSA pre check, maybe an hour you can get away with an hour. So yeah. you have to add that in, and then after the flight, like, there's buffer time on either end that yeah. you have to deal with.
0: I mean, so... honestly, anything less than, like, a five-hour drive probably not going to be worth it from a flight perspective. You're you're only getting an hour or two, and the expense is going to be so much higher. Um, Like, I think the the shortest flight I've ever technically taken was Minneapolis to Chicago. I think how long Maybe. is that? It's like an hour flight, but it's like a oh. six and a half, seven hour drive.
1: Yeah, I I have flown to Oakland a couple times, and it's like a forty five minute flight, but it's like a it's like a six and a half hour drive. So, and I was getting reimbursed for the tickets, so I definitely flew. Fair,
0: uh. yeah yeah so of all of the nonsense that we have now spewed okay
1: i got one more thing that
0: sure this is
1: so this is just like this is not the first podcast i have ever done on transportation back in my undergrad days i was a host and employee for a radio station called vandy radio And I did a show. There are ten episodes of this show uh, called "Grinds Our Gears," where a a buddy and I we just got on and we ranted about stuff for about an hour um, once a week. And you can't find it on Vandyradio.com. They don't have an archive, and definitely not one going that far back. However, it is still on their soundcloud page so you can scroll down if you if you're if you're interested it's an episode of grinds our gears from 7 years ago it's called, it's episode 5 transportation and rants include highlights such as there aren't moving sidewalks all over campus and that bothers me <laughs>
0: See, if that was, if that was done at, at Valpo, it would have been something more along the lines of the sidewalks just don't make sense. Uh, there oh, was a... wait,
1: no, there are 12 episodes, and the 12th episode is stupid people, so... Okay.
0: <laughs> we, we had a legit theory at Valpo that the sidewalks only made sense if you looked at them from Google's satellite view. And I don't think it was that far-fetched
1: yeah I've been to that campus once I would have just walked across the lawns my guy we did we uh, did
0: we totally did (laughs) anyway so Josh with that the challenge now is how would you preach this
1: easily (laughs) I need a text Uh, and
0: I need need a uh oh you need a text I need a text oh man
1: um Cheesy Pete's, I was not as equipped for this as I should have been. <laughs> um, okay, so really low hanging fruit, because I'm pretty sure I already preached this. Uh, the text would be one of the part of the story of Jonathan and David um, and how how Jonathan is such a good friend to David. And then the story I would use would be the story of why I hate buses so much because my friend john martz came through big for me like phenomenal friend um and kind of an example of how friends kind of do ridiculous things for each other and and the ultimate drive would be as christians we're called to be that kind of friend not just to a few people but to to our to all our brothers and sisters in christ so um there you go there's a there's a sermon uh, there's a sermon for you. If you're a pastor who listens to our podcast, feel free to use it.
0: I got I got Psalm 23 and My Harrowing Bus Adventure.
1: <laughs> oh jeez.
0: Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. <laughs> For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I got another one. I this is also actually one I've used before, but the idea of trains and how like <clears throat> I guess more European trains based on how you describe things, but if you're on a train, there are a lot of different places you can go. Right? There, and and the text I would use would be something like the Sermon on the Mount. If you're on a train, there are a lot of different places you can go. Um, there are junctions. There are like, you can get a lot of places on a train, but you always have to stay on the track. And if you get off the track, you have major issues. In the same way, God's law has been given to us, and and it's like a track that we're supposed to stay on. And you can do a lot of different things. You can make a lot of different choices. You can end up a lot of different places. With that. But you got to stay on the track because otherwise you're going to end up with major issues. Boom, transportation turned into a sermon. Pretty sure I've used that one like in the last month or two. Bonus points to any members of my congregation that remember the sermon and can tell me when I preached it.
0: Because I'm not
1: going to look it up.
0: Anyway, <laughs> uh, those are our takeaways for today. And- Kind of as an aside to all of those takeaways, um, you can like reflect on so many random parts of life and God's involvement in each of them um, don't and...
1: spoil my Christmas day sermon, Ben, or I guess this is coming after out after never mind yeah. continue
0: yeah, so like when you when you experience something in life, be creative in how you think about it and how you think about God's blessings in the midst of it. And uh, treasure those memories, treasure those things, and thank God for them. Uh, Or thank God that you made it through them in some cases. That's
1: true. Uh, There was a chapel sermon to that effect that that Dr. Schmidt had an incredible illustration for that. And his example was, a bunch of photos that his dad took when he was growing up. And his dad wasn't in any of the photos because his dad was taking the photos and selfies weren't really a big thing. Um, but he had always, like his dad had a habit of having his finger on the lens and leaving like a fingerprint or a smudge. So on the picture, you would have a fingerprint or a smudge. And his example was we knew dad was there. We could see his fingerprints on the picture. And then the transition was when you're looking out at the world, it might look like God's not there, but his fingerprints on the lens. You just got to, you got to look, you got to look for it. You got to be aware of where his fingerprints are going to be. So beautiful it was it's one of like it's one of maybe three chapel sermons that have really stuck with me and i went to all the ben can tell you i was at every chapel there were a lot of sermons that i was like cool cool."
0: when sometimes your preachers are seminarians learning how to preach there can be some rough ones in there
1: some of them are really good though
0: yeah and there's also some times where professors who haven't had to regularly preach in a while Can also preach a bit of a Um, yeah. So anyway, prayer thoughts for today. Uh, A couple of things. One, uh, be prayerful about how God is, is working in your life. Um, what things he might be trying to teach you in the midst of interesting happenings and what ways you can use those stories to point other people to, uh, his involvement in their lives. Uh, And then two, be in prayer for all those who are traveling. I know we're on the backside of Christmas with this podcast, but there's still going to be people on the road, uh, especially like through New Year uh, with everybody out of school and, and all those kinds of things. So keep those people in your prayers. Uh, ask for their safe return to wherever they're going or safe travel on the way out if they're driving later. Uh, but Josh, you want to add anything? Uh,
1: shameless plugs.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are um, good. Yeah, Unlike so... most travel.
1: Before, if you stop listening for shameless plugs, don't stop yet. I might have already lost some people, but um, as I mentioned earlier, Ben and I are are soon we're we're taking a week off, and then we're going to be starting season three of Man Buns and Jesus. Um, It's it's, we're gonna we're gonna plan more, and part of that is topics and guests and. If if you have a topic or a guest, give it to us sooner rather than later because we're gonna schedule more in advance than we have been. So like if you wait till halfway through season three to give us a topic, you're not gonna hear about it till season four. So get those into us. That's and uh if you have a friend who's been complaining to you about their transportation experience this Christmas, send them this podcast and make them listen to it, I guess.
0: Uh commiserate with them.
1: So if you, if you uh, leave for Shameless Plugs, you are dismissed now, you can leave. Uh, but for those of you who actually listen to the end, um, we have a Facebook page, feel free to check it out. It's, it's not really that big of a deal. It's mostly there. So if you don't know us personally, you can still contact us with questions or requests for hosts or whatever. Um, and we would also encourage subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, uh, we're on all the big ones: Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, if you subscribe to us, then you get notifications when we have new episodes, and we get the satisfaction of knowing people are like listening consistently. Um, and finally, share it with your friends. Share man. Let, let's make Manbuds and Jesus a global phenomenon, right? Like, share it with all your friends. Everybody could use a little bit of man bun in their life. And with that, great
0: sign off. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God and Merry Christmas.